Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Frantic Thoughts Podcast, a podcast that is kind of interesting because it's just mostly me talking about things I love, things I'm into, recommending things, rating things, reviewing things in entertainment and video game land, and also it's a little personal journey through my life where I talk about things that are going on with me and things that uh, inspire me, things that uh, make me sad things that uh are just going on so if you if this is your first episode of the show if you're coming from like indie quest or box office bliss or a cartridge club or whatever it is this show really is just a deep dive into my life and usually there is some video games there's some movies there's a little bit of tv shows there's music there's something else to talk about besides just my life but this episode which you saw the title of it's called frantic goes west and it's not really about going west as you would think of like five will go five will goes west you know like the movie where it's like in the south i thought it was a good plan words because i'm in the pacific northwest now i moved across country and this whole episode is just going to talk about my emotional journey my physical journey across the americas and what I've been up to since May, and it is now September 24th. I'm not sure if it's going to release on the same day that I record it, but probably because I'm pretty jazzed about doing an episode. But, <clears throat> man, guys, it's uh, it's been it's been a, uh, an interesting couple of months, I'll say. So there's a lot to go over, so I don't know how long this is going to go. But um, first off, I want to tell you guys I'm good. I'm doing great. Um, I'm probably in the best headspace I've been in, in, I'd say since maybe 2017. Um, honestly, like if I look back between 2018 to late 2021, early 2020, like late 2020, early 2021, I think that I'm, it's probably on the lowest part of my life like mentally and emotionally. So this is where this is going. This is going to be very serious. I'm going to talk about a lot of fun stuff too. It's not going to be all sad and, and, uh, you know, it's going to be very introspective though. I'm going to talk about some very serious subject matter. So if you don't want to talk, talk about it or listen to me talk about any of this stuff, that's fine. You can skip the episode, but I'm going to get really real and personal on this one because I think some people have actually kind of latched on to my story as it has uh, kind of unfolded, especially since me opening up and having this like big chapter of my life kind of, you know, on, on the, on like the public platform, as much as I let it be on a public platform, I'm not going to talk about every single like detail about what happened and blah, blah, blah. But basically I was with somebody for years, just too damn long like the longest you would want to be with somebody and it was a right like me and her had great times like I still have you know some you know fondness for those memories and I still think she is a great person and I just don't think that me and her gelled well together and over the years it just got worse and worse I feel that's just coming from me and I don't want to drag her down. This is not me dragging her down. This is just me talking from my perspective, how I feel about the the relationship after everything happened. And there's an episode all about me and her splitting up and it's very rough. I was not in like a very good headspace. I don't think I was in a good headspace until like the end of May, beginning of June, maybe not, not even then, maybe like 
towards the end of June, I was just not all there. So let's go ahead and rewind back. We did an episode of Frantic Thoughts, me and Rocket Sauce, where we talked, I think it was about WandaVision or like the Falcon Winter Soldier and game of the year i did a few with him i did like two or three episodes with him here and there there's one where we had taco bell it was a good time like there there was a specific episode right before i left which is the one that's previously on the feed which is kind of a blur for me but i do remember having a really good time talking to ryan and me and him just vamping and having a good conversation i always like podcasting with him anyway me and him kind of play off each other well i just like talking to him so anyway We had a podcast episode. It was like a few days before the crazy move happened. So I was kind of looking forward to the move. He was saying, oh, hey, it's going to be like a road trip. And some aspects of it was, and we're going to talk all about this. I'm going to, we're going to go into everything full detail here. So let's just talk about it. Like I started moving. I started packing my stuff. I'm packing all my stuff. Uh, I packed up, I had pretty much my, my favorite game room I ever had. Like I had everything I'd want there ready to go. All my games where I wanted it. I had like a nice computer. I had a recording setup. I had the ability to stream if I wanted to. I had a nice TV. I have everything just set up, ready to go. I started breaking all of it down and realized like, man, this is just a lot of shit. And the cats had peed on my wires which really frustrated me. I had to like douse everything in rubbing alcohol and everything. And it wasn't like everywhere. It was just like one spot in the corner. And uh, let's just say that that trailer or not the trailer trailers will come to us in, in, in effect later on. I'm just used to saying trailer now, I guess that apartment was one of the worst places I ever lived, but it wasn't the worst. So, uh, that's pretty bad to say because that trailer, I keep saying trailer, that apartment was pretty rough guys. Like, um, so this is how it was. This was my life at the time, like beginning of this year, even going back to when I first got that, that job, the terrible job, the most worst job I've ever had the most worst. It's not really proper grammar, but you know what I'm saying? The worst job I've ever had and <clears throat> apologize. Eh. It it uh, it kind of killed me emotionally and physically and mentally in everything. So how do I describe it? So I've talked about the job before. If you've listened to previous episodes, if you have it, I used to be a beer merchandiser, which doesn't sound too bad of a job. Like when I first applied for the job, it was something to like like a stopgap until I found something else. And then surprisingly, in that area. There was like nothing good to work at, right? And like in Washington, there's like jobs like up the ass, especially right now. But in Texas, it was like hard to find something that wasn't fast food. I was like, even like during Corona and everything, like it was still hard to find stuff. I kept on applying places like constantly and nothing would call me back. Nobody would call me back. And I was just stuck in this job that's, that just mutilated my body. Like I felt like a fucking husk half of the time working at this job. So let's just say I'd go in and they'd say start around seven o'clock. So me being kind of, I'm very bad at being on time for things when it comes to a job, but they say, Hey, be on time at like seven o'clock. I'll be there at seven, but he's like around seven. 
I'm like, okay. So I'd show up at like 7.15, 7.20. Usually that's, that's, they didn't care as long as you showed up before eight o'clock. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. Let's start my shift. So most days I start around then. And then I would work until seven, eight, nine. One day I got out at 9.45 at night. And my boss always would say, hey, Josh. Hey, buddy, buddy. He had the most condescending tone. And I do think he meant well, but he was kind of, one of those people that would be super polite. And then I think he really didn't mean well, but at the end of the day, he was more in it for himself and his buddies that worked with him than he was for anybody else. And I think he's a nice guy. Like I, 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 th- I always thought he was all right. I'm not going to name names or anything, but anyway, he'd be like, Hey buddy, if you need anything, just give me a shout. You know, I'd be like, all right, cool. So one day I'm working and this is like right before the last day of work. And I had a couple of days left and the, and I put in my 14 days, you know, my two weeks notice, and this is like day 12. Right. And I'm working my ass off. Like I'm sweating. Like I'm not in shape really. Like I'm kind of a fat guy. And especially then I was even bigger because we'll talk about my uh, health and everything later on because I am more physically fit than I was probably for the last three or four years. Anyway, I was working, I was sweating my fucking ass off working, just stocking a bunch of beer. It's like, basically the job was fill up this case of beer. And when it's done, you can go home. Like there was no end to a shift. The The shift ended when you were done with your, with your stuff. So I had three shit doors I had to do that day. And that doesn't sound like much, but one of the stores ended up taking 11 hours. It took me for almost until seven. So I go to the other store and that store only took me 45 minutes. And I was like, all right, cool. Not too bad. Go to the last store. That store almost took me three hours. <clears throat> and about an hour and a half into that, it's like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night, maybe even later. And I, and this is a day I actually started before seven because I figured, screw it. I only have a few more days left. Let's start early and get done early. Right. And I call my boss and I'm like, Hey, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Name removed, redacted can you come out and help me out? And then he goes, no, we can't make it out there. You're leaving us anyway. So just do the best you can, bud. And then I'm like, are you what? Like you can't just come out, send somebody out. No, we're all, we're all already home. I'm like, okay, whatever. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I'm being all polite because you know, I'm worried that if I don't do the right thing, they're going to have like a bad recommendation for the next job, which, you know, that's complete bullshit. managers and stuff for other jobs don't really look at that as much as they say they do you know they try to scare you a little bit so I'm like whatever I work and then I'm driving home and everything like starts like my my vision is like tunnel vision I like barely ate anything all day and I'm just not feeling great and I literally swerve off of the highway and then end up in like a ditch basically with my car. And this is one of those like low moments I had. And I was like, I was like almost in tears. I was just really frustrated. I almost got into a massive accident because I was just so worn out and so exhausted. And I, I actually have never told anybody this I'm realizing, but now I'm just putting it on the internet. So whatever. But yeah, I started driving home and I make it home. Okay. Thank God. And at the time I was just at the worst with my alcohol alcoholism and I was drinking 
it's way too much. Like I was drinking almost every day. And if I would sometimes, some days I would just binge drink and not even care. Um, so I, I did get help guys. So don't worry about me too much because I've, I've gotten help this year. I have been seeing a therapist. Um, it's an online therapist. Uh, it's a very good service I've been using called better help, which I've, I'm sure you guys heard, and this is not an ad for it or anything, but there is an actual therapist I met through BetterHelp that I've been Skyping with uh, once. It was once every week for a while, and then now it's like once a month or so. But that therapist might be listening now, <laughs> specifically helped me out more than I care to say. I'm not, not even more than I care to say. I'm just saying more than I would have thought they would have helped me out in the past. So I did get help mentally for that. Uh, I was like I said, I was at my lowest. I'm just bearing it all here for you guys. Okay. So that day happened. It was like two ish days before the last day of work. And then I think I recorded for any thoughts like two days later. And I was kind of joking like, yeah, I didn't go my last day of work because I needed the extra day to move. Like I literally had to have the extra day to move. And when I put my two weeks notice in, I told him, I said, okay, well, I need my two weeks notice for this specific day. The day I was already working is like, no, it doesn't work that way. You got to put it in for tomorrow. And I was like, okay, so I put it in for the day after and I actually needed the extra day at the end of my 14 days. So I was like, dude, I just can't come to work. I have way too much stuff to do. I am moving across country. Like I cannot come into work. And then he took, and then my boss's boss sent me a text. Is like, well, I wouldn't want a bad recommendation for you. Well, pfft, fuck off. You know what I mean? Just, just stop, dude. Like, don't be such a petty asshole just because you have to come into work. That's literally the reason he was being a dick to me because he had to come in and cover my shift. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm still pretty bitter at that whole company. Um, it was one of the worst jobs I ever had. They didn't care about their employees. They say they cared about their employees. It was just like any other retail environment where they grind you into dust and they do not give a fuck about you. And they say they do, and they will give you little nuggets of things to make you think that they care about you, but they really don't because you're just a number and you are making their profit margin go up as you get paid the same for freaking almost three years, four years, whatever it was. I was there. They never gave me one raise. They never gave me one commendation. They never gave me an opportunity to move up. So fuck Del Papa distributing in Galveston, Texas. One of the worst companies I ever worked for, and I do not care about naming him. Next, I finished that job, and I <laughs> had to deal with my ex, which... She was, okay, there's, there was a day, right? Okay, let's talk about this day. Um, was one of the final times we went shopping together, right? It really felt like just a normal day. And there was like a routine we had. We were joking around, listening to music, just bantering back and forth, just talking about whatever. It seemed like a normal day. Under the surface, we both knew that it was pretty much one of the last times we would do this. Maybe that's why we kind of acted normal. We did not break bad. We were just kind of normal talking back and forth to each other, just having a kind of casual conversation, just enjoying each other's company, which was weird because at the time I just fucking hated her guts. Like I did not want to be around her. And right now I'm kind of at the point, like mentally, like everybody in my life 
has told me, hey, just cut cut ties because you're just going to keep living in that feeling if you don't cut ties. Like almost everybody has told me that. So <clears throat> pretty much we went to HEB, which is a grocery store down there in Texas. And we were just kind of like shopping, talking, just like it was nothing, like nothing happened. And there was a lot of that the last few days I, I've seen her. And there was just this kind of feeling like, you know, I could have just did this for the rest of my life and been miserable, but had those occasional good moments, which I would say that sometimes the good moments were like awesome. There was like moments there where I felt like I wanted to marry the girl and I proposed and the whole time around there was great. And there are times where I think about the proposal where I was like, maybe it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be, but that's private. I don't want to go too deep into that. But anyway, let's just say it was interesting. So I'm preparing to move. I have all my stuff packed. Uh, I think the only thing I had left to pack was the kitchen and uh, my ex didn't have any of her shit packed and it was getting closer and closer. She was ordering one of those things called pod and the pod service is pretty interesting. You get like a, I don't even know the dimensions of it. It's like 20 by 20 feet and then like maybe like 25 feet tall, something like that. It's kind of smallish, maybe not even 20. I think it's maybe 15 by 15. I think there, there are multiple options that you can pick from. She had a smaller option and I told her you could fit your stuff in there. It's just going to be tight. And so her mom comes over and we're moving. I got my budget truck. We, okay. We could talk about getting the budget truck in a minute, but I want to talk about this because it's the top of my mind. Um, her mom didn't know. Her mom didn't know that we were broken up like at all. Like what? How did her mom of all people not know that we weren't together anymore? I had to break the news that we were breaking up to her mom while I was packing my stuff into my truck to move, to move up North. I had to tell her mom for her that we were done. And it's just, it's like, it's a lifetime of that. Like that. It felt like a lifetime of that. And I couldn't believe it. Like, how did you not tell your mom? Like I'm so close with my mom. I love my mom and my family to death. Like I, I, I took a, okay, this is just a tangent. I took a personality test recently with, from my new job, which we'll get to eventually, but okay. It's called the Gallup poll, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. And I thought it was pretty interesting. I did it on my own accord because they have like a really cool learning like system where you can just take classes just because, and this was one called find your strengths. And there's this group called Gallup and they do a lot of studies about the human psychology, you know, and stuff like that. And I thought it was fascinating. I've learned a ton of cool information about, you know, psychology of your strengths and like different, different things like that. So I took this test and what it does is 117 questions and you kind of do, I'm sure you've took an online quiz. You'd say, is it more like me or not like me? And it's just like very basic stuff is like, Oh, I'm more creative. I, I, I think outside the box or no, I, I follow the instructions. You know, that's a very basic version of it, but you answer these questions and then it puts you into five categories. So mine was, I have actually right here in front of me, number one, empathy. And if you guys know me, I'm very much an empath and I, I feel people's emotions. I'm very in in touch with my emotions. I'm very, very, very much of an, that, that just 
boom, it hit me. I was like, yep, that's, that's me. Number two, I got adaptability, which basically is being able to think on your feet when things are thrown in your way. And that's me. I, I'm very good at that. And strategic was my, my number three there. And coming up with a strategy based on other things in the setting that you're in, basically, you're good at coming up with a way to, to overcome obstacles in challenging situations. You're strategic. That's me. Developer, which basically developer in this instance is somebody who can come up with new ideas or take old ideas, turn them on their head and make them work for you. That's me. And ideation, me. If you ever heard me talk about new podcast ideas, video ideas and everything like that, I'm coming up with a thousand ideas. And that's basically what that is, is you just constantly a fountain of ideas and think of a million things. So that's how I don't get it. I'm an empathetic person to go back to the story here. And I I just don't understand not being able or never telling your mom that the man you've been living with is not going to no longer be there. She thought that she was going to go stay with friends in Oregon, right? Because that's where she ended up. So she thought she was going to stay with friends in Oregon and I was going to come to Washington and eventually we just like meet back up and get a place together again. That's pretty much what her assumption was until I told her, I was like, no, we're just not, not a thing. And the thing is, is her mom literally sent me like she makes like oven mitts and stuff. She sent me oven mitts and stuff like after the fact here while I've been in Washington, like her mom actually likes me and it would still do stuff for me and care about me, which is awesome. But anyway, I just can I, I just can't get my head around the fact that she hadn't told her mom that that just that was like a low blow to me. Like it, it like it was a punch to the stomach. Like, do you not care enough about me to tell your mother, or do you not care enough about your mother to tell her about me? And she knows that I'm a huge part of your life, and she knows that you care about me, and I care about you, and then I care about your family and everything, and you didn't even bother to mention me to her? Like, what the fuck, you know? So, it was it was bad. So, we're moving this budget truck stuff. Like, the budget truck was huge, right? I had this, like, 22 footer, I think it was, and it was pulling. I got the big truck because it has to be a big truck to pull my car. And I start loading this guy up like with my stuff and it doesn't even take up half of the space in there. And, and there is a story about getting the budget truck, which I will rewind and tell in a second because it's stupidly ridiculous, but neither here nor there. I'm filling this budget truck up with my stuff. It doesn't even fill half of it. And she doesn't have her stuff packed at all. Like at all. This is like the day before they come pick up her stuff. Like, are they like, a day and a half before they come pick up her pod and her pod is like nothing in it It has like one shelf that I helped her take down and she is like gone. So this is what happens. Josh comes to the rescue. Like always, I am sitting there just fucking mad because my stuff is pretty much done and her stuff is not. And it's like 11 o'clock at night and her stuff gets picked up like pretty much the next day. And I am fucking pissed. So I help her like I always did. I come in, I swoop in and I save her ass. Like I've done a million fucking times in my life and I help her load that fucking pod and I am cussing and I'm pissed about it because it's 
bullshit that I even did that. I should not have helped her as much as I did because she tore my heart out and stomped on it and made me feel like shit for months and years. And I should not have done that. But I did because I am a nice person and I did not want to leave her high and dry. So I helped her load the stuff and it was a tedious an exhausting process like I had this shirt on it's like a Pac-Man shirt right I have this Pac-Man shirt I've had it probably for eight years ten years I've had it forever it's super thin and worn out it's super baggy on me it barely fits and then I have these pair of jeans that are just old and worn out and I was like you know these are my work my moving clothes because who cares if I sweat through these guys because they've been through some shit already right I wore out these pants like I literally wore the crotch out of these pants because I was going back and forth moving all of her shit into this pod until it was full and you know I keep saying pod just look up like pod moving company to get a visual of this and uh, you can see what I'm talking about it's basically like a little pod it literally is that you fill up with your shit and it was full like jam-packed full and if I was not there to help her out I don't think it would have fit in there and I'm I helped her get it done and it was full and it was done so it was awful it the sun came up the next day that's how long it took to fill that pod and um I don't regret doing it but I'm kind of pissed at myself a little bit for not saying more about it or telling her how much of bullshit is it was for her to, to do that but she held money over my head and she did that a lot to me. She really did. And she helped move me, help me move. But like, honestly, a lot of the money she had saved up was because I would cover everything else in the house for the most part. And so she had money saved up, but that was because I was covering so much shit for her ass. And I said, I wouldn't get too personal, but Hey, this is personal. Who cares? Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. So let's talk about the budget truck because that's a funny story a little bit, kind of, kind of weird, but funny. So I went to pick up the budget truck and they said, ah, yeah, we don't got it here. Yeah, it's, it's across town in Houston. You can get it today, but you have to go to Houston, which was like a 30 minute drive. So I go home and I'm like, hey, my ex, I'm not even going to say her name anymore. I've said her name enough times. People know who, what her name was, but hey, ex, uh. Let's go get my budget truck. You got to ride with me because I don't want to go alone. You need to help me do this. She was like, okay, sure. So we went, we rode to Houston, which was, like I said, like 35 minutes drive somewhere in like the, the, the urban ghetto area. Like it was pretty rough. The area that we were in, we go into this budget truck store off a highway and so there's like highway traffic outside of the the place and then there's this dude this old man he just reminds me of like the worst part of like my uncles on my grandfather's side he was just like this southern asshole man he was like the biggest dick i've ever like encountered like in in forever he was so rude right we go in there we sit down the guy sits down he's like oh yeah all right what do you guys need and i'm like Oh, uh, budget truck. We have one reserved. Oh yeah, you do. All right. Uh, let me look it up for you. And then he look looks starts looking it up. And he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna take a minute for for myself here. I haven't had a chance to eat lunch. And he's like, I'm like, me and Sierra there together was looking at each other like, what the fuck? And then he's like, 
takes out one of those like what do they call like healthy milkshake things that are like a meal replacement type milkshake starts sipping and he's like man this is good i haven't had nothing all day and i'm like just like what the fuck is with this guy he's just an ass i was like so are we getting your truck he's like yeah give me a minute i gotta eat lunch i haven't ate nothing i'm like why does that matter to me i I drove all the way up here i was like well i told him i was like well i had to drive all the way up here i was like almost an hour drive it's like 35 miles 40 miles like and i said i said 45 minutes earlier about 40 miles but anyway it was about an hour and i was like yeah drive hour because you guys messed up my reservation he's like that's not my problem i'm like yeah it is like your your budget like fuck (laughs) so we're sitting there. He finishes up his shake and he slowly starts typing on the computer super slow. He's like, man, I don't see y'all in here. And I'm like, we're in there. I paid money. It's in there. <laughs> so I give him my, all my information and he's like, I don't know, man. I don't see nothing. I don't see you. And I was like, are you serious right now? Like, how do you not see me? Like, I'm literally here. This is my ID. I have the information. I have my phone out with a QR code. You can literally scan. There's a scanner right there. And I'm like, sir, I'm trying to be calm. I'm like, sir, if you scan the QR code right here, it'll pull up my information. And they did it for me at the other place. Oh, no, that hasn't worked for months. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I, There's a code here. I can tell you the code. No, that didn't work either. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, So we're sitting there like frustrated and eventually... He does pull up her information. This is like an hour process of him just like slowly typing with one finger. Literally not even two fingers. Like some people do like heck, you know, pecking at the computer. He has one finger. His left hand just going. Just typing. He's just like that, you know. And like, dude, it's. It was so frustrating. So we finally get out. And then he's like, get on the golf cart. I'm like, all right. So we get on the back of the golf cart. And then he starts driving across the place. He's like, hold on tight. And then we're going across this budget truck place. It's like a storage unit place too. as storage units and stuff. And there's my budget truck with the car ramp in the back. He's like, all right, y'all. Good luck. And then we're like, wait, what? He's like, she's not going to drive your car? And I'm like, no, we are moving tomorrow. Like, this is, like, we need everything done. He's like, well, I'm not supposed to help y'all. I'm like, why not? And okay, then if you're not supposed to help me, tell me how to hook my car up. Well, you should be able to figure it out. You just put the thing over the tires, those things right there, and he points at it. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I have never done this before with a budget. I've done it with U-Haul, but the setup is different than with budget. He's like, well, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know what to tell y'all. I'm not supposed to help y'all with that. And I'm like, um, what? And he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll be nice for this one time. I'll just be nice. I'll help y'all out. I'm like, all right. So we drive up with the golf cart to the front of the place, get my car. I drive my car back and then I load it up on top of there. He's like, you know, I'm not supposed to get down there and help y'all, but you can help me out. Just, okay. I'll, I'll paint a middle picture of what this guy looks like maybe a little bit. So it helps you guys have that middle picture. Cause my, my, my voice is terrible for him skinny lanky older guy gray hair uh very every single wrinkle in his face is so defined imagine the most defined wrinkles on this old guy's face he's just like he's like chiseled with wrinkles i guess 
he has overalls on. I think he had overalls on. Either overalls or like one of those like southern button-down shirts. One of the two. But he had boots on. Old school looking southern man. And he just had this grimace on his face that you knew had been there for 50 years. Like you knew, you know that he has been this same character since he was like 21. You know, he he's 70 something now and he has never been happy. The one time he was possibly happy was when he drank 17 beers with his buddies or something. I don't know. But you know what I mean? He just has this like grimace, this like this emblazoned on his face, basically. So he helps us hook up the car and then we take off and I'm getting used to this giant truck pulling, pulling a trailer with my car that I have already put $20,000 into or something on the back of this truck, you know, and then later on, after I filled it up, I had my entire life in there, plus a $20,000 car being pulled on the back of it. So let's just say the trip was a little nerve wracking. So we'll talk about the trip in a minute. After a short musical interlude, I'm going to go take a break here because this podcast is going to go long and I can feel it. So thanks for listening to this part. And we'll basically what will happen next is we'll talk about my trip from the Galveston area of, of Texas all the way up to the Pacific Northwest to the Olympic Peninsula. So see you guys in a minute. Enjoy the tunes. It's going to be a ride. We get in the budget truck one day after moving a bunch of stress, a bunch of uh, leaving an apartment in not the shape I would have liked to leave it in. I did some cleaning, but it was not enough. It was pretty rough. And I did see the charges for that, which sucks. And that's in my name and not hers. And that's a different day, different story. But anyway, we start driving. The, it was a long, it was almost five days of pure driving across country with my ex-girlfriend. So, yeah, or ex-fiance, I should say. So the reason why she came with me, which I'm sure some people are like, why would she come with you? Like, don't you kind of like hate her guts? Are you like done with her? I'm like, yes, I am. But she offered to pay for the truck and some of the hotel fees if I can she could ride basically tag along with me up until Oregon so I was like well I don't really have the money to do this on my own so I guess I have no other choice so we had me her and Raven in the front seat of this truck which is my dog 
big black dog. Well, she's not big. She's like medium size lab slash pit bull mix. And she's the biggest sweetheart. She's literally laying behind me right now. She's my best buddy. I love her to death. But she was laying between us in the car. And in my car, in my truck, and she was in the truck with us, in the truck, truck uh, middle seat. In the car behind us, with the windows cracked, we had our, our cats. We had four cats in there each in their own carrier. We had to stop so many times to, to take care of them because, you know, they're living creatures and they're in a car and they're freaking out and it's not good for them. Um, of course, we got Hercules, which I've told you guys so much about. I miss him to death. He was one of the coolest cats I ever helped rescue and I miss him all the time. And uh, my cat Zeus, which is also one of the cats that was there, literally picked up a meow from him and will do it and i will like in the back of my head i know it's not hercules but i always think about hercules because he sounds just like him like he literally picked up a meow from him like zeus would be pretty quiet back in the day or he would go me me like really high pitch but now he goes like a chirp and it sounds just like spot on like hercules anyway that's a different thing but like i would notice that sound all the time anyway we've got hercules got zeus we've got storm and then we got the other cat, Celeste, which is Sierra's cat, which I love Celeste. She was a great cat, too. So she's not dead. She's with Sierra. <laughs> oh, she's with my ex. I'm sorry. I was not going to say her name again. Oh, well. The cats were in the car. We're going driving across country. Um, we didn't really talk that much. It was kind of silent in the car half the time. Um, I had a couple conversations with her here and there. Uh I remember listening to drunk friend and they were wishing me like happy travels. I had like, it was like a good moment for me. Cause I'm listening to podcasts as I'm driving. I'm like, yeah. And then Josh is going cross country. Good truck. Good luck. You know? And I'm like, that's hilarious. That's amazing. They said my full name, Joshua Leslie. And I was like, that's, that's so, that's so sick. Thanks guys. You know? And I was super stoked on it. Right. So I rewinded a little bit and then she's over there in the passenger seat with her headphones on looking like she always did, just basically with that flat expression where she never like she looked basically emotionless. And I'm like, hey, hey, this is this is pretty neat, right? And then I play it, and she just rolls her eyes, she just says, "Fuck off," and put your headphones back on. And I'm like, what? What did I do? Like I thought that was cool. Whatever, you know. My buddies are saying good luck to me on my travels. That's that's pretty sick. I thought, but whatever. The sights were awesome. I'm not going to focus on her because she was just like a negative part of this whole situation. And we took a really interesting route. I went to to some backwoods and some crazy, crazy back alleys and shit. So we're driving one night and I'm following GPS. I have GPS literally on my phone right there on the dash plugged in. My phone's directing me the whole way. So thank you, Google. Google, help me out. Google Maps. So there's this backwoods, right, guys? So let's get a little creepy here. I was driving with her and we saw this turn off and I'm like, I don't think this is going to go very well. Right. So I turn right and the road's like bumpy. Right. And I'm sitting there and the, the whole entire truck's just, just vibrating. It's just vibrating around. And I'm like, this, this does not feel right. There's something wrong here. Right. And the road turns into basically like this gravel path. It's just gravel. It's just, it's just like nothing. It's not even a road anymore. And on each side of us are these rickety barbed wire fences. And 
if you look out, the moon is just sitting there and the horizon just shining down at me. It's like piercing the night sky. Everything else around me is pure darkness. And I see literally many creatures scamper across the road as I'm slowly going at like a seven miles per hour across this just rickety ass road. This back road I should not have turned down. Going down just everything's vibrating the dog's freaking out you can hear the cats in the car like over the thing going in the back and i'm just like what the fuck where did i turn there's no way for me to turn around because i'm hollowing my car like i said and it's a very narrow road so i'm just going and it's just like it felt like forever that i'm on this road and i'm just worrying about a blowout i'm worrying about everything in the back of the truck just falling over and shattering and getting destroyed and it was so bad it was so bad go down and i'm just like expecting like some kind of creature to come out of the freaking corn you know out of a horror movie and like stab us or like slash the tires and like murder all of us or something but, you know, I got out of it alive. We got out of it, obviously, or else I wouldn't be here now. But, dude, it was it was, it was fucking creepy. So we're going up there, and then we, I see, like, a whole pack of deer just and the sun. The moon's just, like, right behind them. It's, like, a beautiful moment, right? I had to stop and just watch these deer, like, this whole family of deer just go across the road just peacefully. And it was, like, quiet. And I was like, wow, that was kind of nice. But this is kind of fucked where we're at right now. <laughs> so we end up getting to the end of the road, driving for a, it felt like forever and night. And it was dark and my eyes were bleary. And I'm just seeing all I can see is these roads that just have nothingness on the side. It's just all forest, just straightaways going down somewhere in the outskirts of Texas and like almost into like other territories or other, other uh, states, you know. And <clears throat> finally, just decide to stop at some kind of rinky dink motel not even a hotel <laughs> it's just like an old motel and we stayed the night there and this and we just kept on going the journey and like man it was this it was it was rough the next night we went through new mexico and i i remember just like just being exhausted just driving in the new mexico desert basically and it was beautiful it was gorgeous out there like it's like you think that you know how empty it feels to be driving into like inside of a desert with like nothing around like it's completely flat for hundreds of miles not even like 50 miles it's like 700 miles of just flat nothingness and there's something beautiful about that feeling of just having this music just pumping in the truck we're just going along and there's just nothing but me for moments like of course there's other stuff going on there's other things i have other animals and she's in the car with me but there was moments where i felt like i was just me in the truck just going off into nothingness and this was basically kind of like a feeling of me just emerging from something that i had been stuck in and kind of like pushing my way out of it that's what this trip felt like to me so later that day in new mexico I'm driving up the mountains and the sun starts to set and it was the most beautiful sunset I have ever seen. I tried my best on my phone to take some pictures of it, to just enjoy 
the colors and to, to, to post them on socials and be like, Hey, look how cool this trip is. I did take pictures along the way and there are like a little cool Twitter thread of some pictures I've seen, but something about this sunset, man. And I'm not a religious person. I don't know if there's a higher power. I don't know if there's a creator, but if there is, that was probably the first time that I'd have ever seen his face. Like it was that beautiful. So I'm driving up this mountain side, basically like the, the road's literally a slanted upward slope up this mountainside. And the sun starts to set. First I see orange. And then I see like a like a tinge of purple. And then I see on the other side of my eyes, I see like a little bit of yellow. And then there's like this nice little dust of clouds just like kind of breaking up the, the, the colors. And then as soon as I hit the top of this mountain, the entirety of my, my viewpoint was one long road that went downwards and then colors. It was like the most beautiful painting that I've ever seen, but it wasn't a painting. It was, it was real life. It was something that, like I said, I don't know if there's a higher power or what what's going on, but some it felt like the universe was speaking to me at that moment, saying, Josh, you can do this. You're going to get through this. Because it was just one of the most beautiful things I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. I swear to God. And every single like part of my periphery was just filled with color. And I just started getting teary-eyed. I was like, God this has been really fucking hard. Hasn't it? Like, that's what I thought to myself. This has been just so hard. Why, why does everything have to be so hard? And then something about that, that sunset just really, really, I'm getting teary eyed right now, just thinking about it. But something about that sunset was kind of like a reset point for my life. And I'm not saying I didn't have struggles on the other side of that sunset, But I feel like there is a point before that sunset and then after. There's Josh pre-New Mexico sunset and Josh post-New Mexico sunset. And I really do believe that because ever since that day, I, I felt different. And I don't know if it's just me trying to put some type of feeling or purpose or something behind this, you know, innocuous symbol you know it's just a sunset in the desert right but to me i think that it really truly was a turning point in my life and i i don't know i don't know if that's that's just like i said i don't know if i'm just putting value or meaning onto something that was just something that exists in nature and i just happened to come across but something about that sunset in albuquerque just really really hit me in the best ways so Long story short, which it's already been a long story anyway, we go all the way through Albuquerque. We go through Colorado, parts of Colorado, parts of Idaho. (coughs) I'm not editing, editing this, guys, so sorry about the cough. We're going through Idaho, and I thought that was just as beautiful. I didn't have the, oh, my God, aha moment, but there is a moment in Idaho, right, where you go on top of these mountains, like you're above 
the universe. And I'm listening to a podcast about freaking Resident Evil 8, of all things. But anyway, it was kind of a weird... <laughs> like, I don't even know. But I listened to all my favorite podcasts. You know, all my friends' podcasts. I caught up on everything. And it was so good on the trip because I had some built up because I purposely built some up. But anyway, that's a different story. So we go on the top of this mountain on, on Idaho. And, like, there is this plains like but it's so far down so you have to basically go down the mountain and you just see these rolling green hills and then like it's like shit out of death stranding after that you go further down there's like these beaches with like big ass rocks and like oh it's like in my head i can see all of these images and it was one of the coolest trips from that aspect and also i could eat at my some of my favorite spots I ate at Whataburger because I was like, well, I'm leaving Texas. I got to eat at Whataburger once. It sucked. The food was awful. It was one of the worst Whataburger experiences I ever had. But hey, at least I had Whataburger before I left Texas, right? And there's this place called Taco Casa. It's kind of a small taco chain. And I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite taco chains ever. Like, it's like tied or it's better than Taco Bell. It's probably better than Taco Bell. But it's like the same price point as Taco Bell. But it's just just will explode your mouth with amazing flavor. I think it's one of the best fast food places ever. And I never thought I would see one again, but on one of the exit signs, it says taco casa. And I'm like, y'all I'm stopping. I don't give a, I don't give a rat ass where we're going. I don't care how, if we have a destination to get to tonight, I'm stopping at taco casa. So I stopped. I got myself a burrito, a super burrito, no tomatoes with jalapenos. And I got some of that taco casa hot sauce. I just drenched it. Oh my God. It was so good. It was a heavenly experience. <laughs> to say the least. So. Yeah, the trip was. It was tough, guys. Like, it was rough. So, we make it to Oregon. And I get this hotel. And uh, Sierra's getting picked up. For the last time. This is the last night I saw her. And, um drive through through portland and basically downtown if you ever been to portland downtown it's kind of like overgrown a bit kind of like a lot of washington is too which i've noticed and it's kind of like kind of sketchier in portland it felt like even when i went to the hotel the the person like in the hotel place had behind her bulletproof glass was like well are you staying in portland or i was like no i'm going to washington she's like good thing you're not staying in portland and i'm like well she is (laughs) my exes and she's like well good luck to her and i'm like yep good luck to her right anyway her roommate picks her up dude uh resembles me or at least she probably would hate if she listens to this she's gonna hate me anyway but he he kind of resembles me a a bit and i i don't know if she has a thing for him i don't know if they're a thing or whatever but to me he has big curly hair and he has glasses and he kind of i don't know has that look she has a look of guy she likes i don't know if they're a thing honestly i i have no idea how her life is now whatever but he picks her up so i see the guy and like i said he looks kind of similar to me like i guess in my head at least at the time that's what i thought and i have raven you know my dog on a leash and i was like hey what's up how are you doing you know i was like she likes you and she likes people you know and he's like of course she does she's a good dog I was like, okay, whatever. And then she just latches onto him and starts talking to him like she used to talk to me. 
and he she always texted that that guy for years and years and oh it's just a friend it's just a friend maybe he is but i don't i don't fucking know but she didn't really care she didn't really say bye she just got in the car with him and they left and that was it that was the last time i saw her the last time i talked to her um and it was to her it was just another stepping stone to to something else and to me that really hurt like it really did like to me that was like you know we spent all these years together and you didn't really even say goodbye to me and that sucked it really did so i'm in this portland hotel and i i just needed to talk to somebody like nobody else i knew the only person i knew that would probably be awake was my brother so i called jordan he's my middle the middle brother of us three justin jordan and me and i talked to him and i'm just I'm just venting to him. He's letting me vent to him because he's, he's that type of person. He's just like me. He's empathetic as well. I think all of us are. I think all three of us brothers are. And he's listening to me and I'm just venting to him. He's just like, cool, cool. All right, bro. You know, I'll see you soon. You know, and I'm like, yeah, awesome. You know, and my dog was just having a rough go. She had like the longest trip of her life. She, you know, had sit in this truck, you know, miserable because been days and she's passed out on the on the on the bed in the this portland hotel with a weird ass shower had like a futuristic looking shower it looked like something out of like if somebody made 1985 they made a futuristic movie it was this shower anyway i took a shower in there i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> it was so weird anyway I, I pass out i'm cuddling with my dog get up the next day it's the final leg of my trip up here and I would say that was the best part of the trip, probably, because there was no, like the entire time, the entire trip, she had to say something or make it worse and hold money over my head, hold everything over my head or just say the, the like the most degrading shit. I'm so happy I didn't have her for that last leg. I drove up Washington's coast basically and it was beautiful and I'm just singing the rack on tours on the top of my lungs and just enjoying the trip. And it was so nice and it was like the last 4 or 5 hours of the trip. Then I finally landed at my grandparents' house. So let's go ahead and have another musical interlude here and we'll continue the conversation. at my grandparents house and let's just say it's not what i expected i love my grandparents to death i love my family to death but at the time i literally thought that i wouldn't be able to move in with my mom and have my own room or at least she was close to finding a place so between may and the beginning of july like the the end of may to beginning of july so about six weeks there I would say this is one of the roughest periods I had mentally. I maybe ever. And it's not due to my family. My family was great. They were very accommodating to me, but I was literally sleeping 
on a recliner in my grandparents' living room this entire time. And this was a basic day for me. I would wake up, I would chug an energy drink, and then I would sit at a picnic table outside of my grandparents' house and stare at my phone for most of the day. And then if somebody needed to go somewhere, I would take them there. And then I would either get high or drunk in the evenings and go to sleep after my grandfather was watching movies, which that is actually a big highlight of this because at night my grandfather would stay up late and we watch movies with him all the time. And we watched all the MCU with my grandpa. And it was awesome. Like, I loved watching the MCU with him because he got so into it. Like, I was so surprised by that. I know I'm trying to sound negative, but that was a really big positive because we started with Iron Man. And then we watched Iron Man 2 and then 3. We didn't watch it in, like, the proper, quote-unquote, chronological order. We watched it by series. So we watched, like, Iron Man series first. And we watched Guardians 1 and 2. And then we watched all the the Thor movies and then we watched all the Captain America movies and it was like and then we kind of just kept building and building and building this universe for my grandfather and he was so into it he loved all of the movies like none of them really were a flop to him he liked them all and then we finally got to Endgame and watched Endgame together with my grandpa and at the end when spoilers the big thing happens at the end which everybody knows what happens you know you know Cap gets a hammer And then the moment where Steve is standing there on the precipice of this giant universal war, Thanos' army's coming at him, and then he hears, Steve, on your left. I can see my grandpa out of the corner of his eyes, out of the corner of my eyes, just do a little fist pump. And just I saw his face just brighten up. He was just smiling ear to ear as the greatest moment happens in the MCU. And at that moment, I knew that was such a good idea to watch that with him. He just had a blast. And the thing is, is I really, I really miss my grandparents quite a bit. I hadn't seen them much, maybe just like two or three times in over eight years. And being this close to them as much as I was with all the family drama and shit, whatever it was, it's been worth it. Like, the other day, I was just thinking like how happy I was to be able to just go see my grandpa and my grandma as often as I'd like. And I love them to death, obviously. So my mom just couldn't find a place to live. It was it was awful, man. Like we would drive. So we were living in a small town. We would drive towns over like every single day from just weeks. Like I would do it for every single day. We would just drive out there. You know, they helped me with gas. They helped me with other stuff. You know, they were great. They helped me out. All my stuff went inside of a storage unit with my mom's stuff. And, like, it was just rough. Like, the the, the living market, like, the housing market here is just, just screwed over, man. Like, it's bad. It's really bad. It's so hard to find any place to live. Um, ended up happening that my stepdad's mother... We're supposed to get them a trailer, right? They, they, that was the thing. It's like, oh, we can get you a trailer, cheap rent. You know, that was the idea. We get you a nice new trailer. I'll buy it for you. You pay it off a little by little and you have a nice place to live. Like it's an, it's a nice like apartment like building you can live in. 
And she fell through on that. So I was helping my mom try to find a place to live. And there was a lot of prospects. She put out probably like thousands of dollars just putting downs on possibilities of getting into places. But then somebody else would get that first or the other person had better credit than her or blah, 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 blah. There was always something in the way. And it was just mentally draining, mentally exhausting. And there's a good outcome to it. So don't worry about that. On top of that, I decided, you know what? I'm single now. And it's like, I'm so stupid sometimes. Like to me, this is like, and it was not even that long ago. It was like three or four months, like four months ago, five months ago, something like that. Like I was stupid. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go on dating sites and start talking to girls. You know, that's a great idea after you had your heart just ripped out and stumped on for months on end. But the thing is, is like, I feel mentally like even now that, I haven't been in a relationship for like two years, a real relationship. Like I feel like I was living with somebody, but I don't feel like I've been in a relationship for that long. So that's some headspace I was at. And I'm still in that headspace, but it was still too raw because I had just literally just broke those ties officially, if you know what I mean. So I go out, I ended up getting a date with this girl. I was so stoked for it. And I go to the pier here in town. We're walking the pier. I have a great time. I thought I did great. I thought the, the date went awesome. But I think that me being me, and you got to listen to this show, I share. I like to talk and I overshare sometimes. I think I just unloaded too much on this girl because when I got there, she's like, oh, awesome. Um, Do you want to go have some dinner next week? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like at the beginning of the date. And then by the end of the date, She's like, yeah, I got to get going about 3.30 or so. And it was 3.22. At the time, I'm thinking, oh, you know, she just she just has a busy day ahead of her. Something like that. She just wanted to get out of the date. It did not go well for her. To me, from my perspective, I thought she was cute. I had a good time. The, the walk was fun. We took my dog on a walk on the beach. You know, that that's pretty nice and romantic, right? But to her, it was just an okay date and it didn't go well. To me, I had a great time. It happens. And so I start driving home. I'm like, literally, I hadn't had anybody give me that much positive attention in like kind of a somewhat romantic sense in so long, right? Like it wasn't like we're like making out or anything. We had like a little kiss or something, but I was like almost in tears. I was like super happy. I was like, oh man, it was so cool. I actually had a date date and it was really, it went really well. And to me at the time, I'm like, wow, that was so awesome. And then I get home and I had one of the worst breakdowns of my life that night because I realized thinking back at the date, how much I messed up and I start trying to talk to her and she's not really talking to me. And in my head, I just start just my, my mind is just like folding in on itself and I'm crying and I'm drinking and I'm just miserable. I'm literally sitting in my grandparents' kitchen, which it's hard to explain. They kind of have like an Island style kitchen and there's like this spot with a stool inside the kitchen. That's kind of like, people don't really walk there too much. So I'm sitting on the stool, just watching like videos and listening to songs and just getting like super deep in my emotions, just crying my eyes out so hard and just feeling miserable. 
Like, cause I know that I fucked up somehow. And in my head at the time, I did not know what I did wrong. Why isn't she texting me back? What did I do? Like, why did I ruin everything in my life? Like everything's shit. I'm just going to go sleep on this freaking recliner in my grandparents' house. This sucks. Everything's awful. And I just cry and I'm crying and I feel awful and I just end up drinking too much and I freaking go throw up, thrown up and it's just awful night. It's one of the worst nights I've, I, I can recall. And like I wake up the next day, my eye is like, my right eye is just completely bloodshot. I popped like four blood vessels around my eye from just crying so much and like throwing up and stuff. And it was bad. Like is is like I said, I had a mental breakdown. I literally had to get back into therapy to talk to a therapist, which I never told my family about. So if any of my family is listening to you, yeah, I talked to the therapist that night. And they were really nice. They didn't charge me, which they my therapist is fucking awesome like really like legitimately one of the best people i know at least to me i mean from our you know back and forth conversations they're just they just really have helped me a lot and they didn't charge me for multiple sessions during this time period because they knew i was going through a lot and they actually just talked to me and they listened to me and it was it was really it really helped me so what are you doing my cat's like drinking water and scratching around the bowl Cause you, you tell I'm happier now, guys. So don't don't worry. Everything it's 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 good. We're we're in a good spot. So I had a bad time there. I'm um, kind of stopped talking to her. There was another girl that I was kind of like not feeling, and I stopped talking to her. And then I tried to talk to talk to her again, and then I fucked that up too. And uh, and then there's a couple other girls, and there's a couple of girls I would talk to, and then just like the conversation would just stop, and we just stop talking. You know how it happens. So it's just like, I don't know. I didn't. I just kind of gave up on it for a while. And you know, occasionally things work out. I'm going on a date tomorrow, and uh, it should be good. I'm pretty excited about this girl I'm talking to now. We don't talk too much about it. It's private. We'll keep it on a DL. But let's just know that I'm in a good spot. But I'm just telling everything realistically what happened. So yeah, that that, that night happened. It was bad. And the, the whole time that I was in my grandparents' house, like, I helped my grandpa out around the yard here and there, but, like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I had none of my stuff. I had a Switch, right? And I would play some games on my Switch, but my Joy-Cons were kind of, like, drifting a lot, so I'd try to clean them, and then it would work for a day or two, and then I would just, like, give up on that. And I found out for a little while, probably a few, like six months to a year, my 3DS has been broken and my ex never told me about that because if you open it all the way up, it shuts off. So I can play my 3DS, but I can only leave it like halfway open to play it, which is not a very comfortable way to play 3DS. So I didn't have any video games really to play. And I had my phone, but I didn't really play any games on the phone. I just mostly watched TikTok or listen to podcasts or watch YouTube or whatever just to pass the time. And then occasionally I would do DoorDash. I didn't really do it too often because the money around here is not worth it. So I'd have to drive far out to get money and it wasn't really worth driving out with the gas prices and uh, blah, 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 blah. So I decided it was, it was rough guys. Like it was just bad. It was a bad time. Like I, it was necessary to get me where I am now. And the reason where I am now is a lot to do with my grandfather, which he is kind of like the sweetest and nicest guy you'd ever meet. He's just, he's a big, 
like softy. <laughs> he's a, he's a good guy. And I think he sensed in me that I was not having a good go. And I tried to put on the best face that I could. And I think he knew deep down, I was just not feeling it. Like I was just not happy. And he knew that he needed to help me out. So my grandfather had this thought that he was going to buy me a trailer. And I'm like, I don't want a fucking trailer. Why do, why would I want a trailer? Like, I don't want to live in a trailer. I want to live in an apartment or like a house or something like that. Like I was being shitty. Like I really was being shitty about it. Like, like this dude is literally going to offer to buy you a place to live and you're being an ass about it. Why, why are you being such a dick about it? Like I hate myself for, for thinking that way. Like it wasn't even that long ago. And I was thinking that way, like, why are you bothering buy me a trailer? Why? That's stupid. I don't want to live in a trailer anyway. So, uh, that is going on in the background. My mom ends up getting a trailer from, I know it's trailer, trailer, trailer. That's why I was saying it earlier from, my stepdad's mom buy them like this brand new, like immaculate trailer. And the thing is, is living with my grandparents was tough because my grandma and grandpa, my grandpa didn't care too much, but my grandma did not like my dog like barking. So anywhere we go, the dog had to be in the car anywhere. So if I went two and a half hour driving, the dog had to be in the car and she would sit in the car and I would have to be in the car with her it was just miserable because it's like, we can't do anything because the dog's always in the car. We can't just, you know, do what you would normally do. You go for a three, four hour trip, you leave the dog at home and make sure it has food and everything, obviously, and take it out before you leave. And the dog's fine because they're just kind of chilling and laying in their bed or doing their own thing in the house. We can't even do that because the dog would occasionally bark at traffic. Oh my God. You know, it was just, it was bad. Like, I felt so bad for the dog. And, so they move in the trailer and of course I have my one suitcase and I move in the trailer with them when they do that and they find a, a decent lot here in town and the place is decent like it's not bad like honestly it just basically looks like a, an apartment complex but with trailers in it so what's there to hate and the, the rent is pretty cheap and the the neighbors are friendly and it's not filled with crime and it's not bad and I'm like oh okay you know in my head, I'm like, this isn't too bad. And then, so I'm living in this trailer. I applied at Wells Fargo and I'm working at Wells Fargo now. So I did get apply. I did get the job at Wells Fargo and the job is great. I love the job. It's, it's, uh, it's different than I've ever done. And I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. We'll get into my job after the, the music break that's coming up in a minute here. But so my grandpa is just looking like it's his mission to get me a trailer like he's looking everywhere in town looking across town so we end up driving one day so this is before i got my job i had like i think it was like 15 days before i got my job he's like in 15 days i'm gonna find you a trailer he kind of didn't but he got close so it was like four or five days before i start my job he's like he's like joshy bear let's go that i i have to see this trailer it's very affordable if you hear a sound in the back, my dog is drinking water very loudly. <laughs> um, really? Damn, you're thirsty. Damn. Damn, you're still going. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that at all, but she's just like, <laughs> just going to freaking town over there. <laughs> anyway, my grandpa's like, 
we're going to do this. Like he had like this super serious look on his face. I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't say no to this guy. I love him too much. So he's like, we're going to go. It's like a four hour drive to see this trailer. And we're going to pick up the trailer and we're going to drive it back for you. I'm like, let's fucking do it. It sounds like a blast. So I go on this like journey with my grandpa across Washington state, literally up to the Canadian border, basically. And like, I'm just talking with him. Like I haven't talked to my grandpa. Think about it this way. You haven't talked to somebody that you really love and care about for years and years. And then you have like eight hours of pure conversation that you can have. I'm talking to him about my life. I'm talking to him about his life. We're just having the deepest conversations I've ever had with this man. And it was one of those trips that, okay, so we got to the trailer, right? And we are looking at it and we're both just like, yeah, we're not going to take this trailer home. It's kind of rough. It's not like the pictures at all. Yeah, and I'm so glad I don't have that trailer. That thing looked awful in comparison to what I ended up in, which I did end up in something. We'll get to that. And yeah, so that was a bust. And we had Denny's like three, like two times, I think. And like for breakfast and for lunch and the first time we had breakfast for breakfast, it was amazing. We had like the nicest lady. And then we went to another Denny's that was awful. And it was just terrible. And we overpaid and we were real upset. Cause yeah, you know, you roll the dice when it comes to Denny's occasionally it's fucking amazing. Occasionally it sucks. So we got both ends of the spectrum there. Anyway, we're driving, we're just chatting. He's just telling me all these stories about his life, about the war, about his own jobs. And it's like, I just learned so much about this man and made me respect him even more. Like he, he's one of those people that he taught me my work ethic. Like when I was a kid, he taught me what it meant to put in the effort to do a good day's work. He taught me so much in my life. Like he was more of a father figure than my dad, which sad to say, like I, I did end up seeing my dad and we hung out a couple weekends and he's a good guy. And, I love him too because he's my dad, but he just, he hasn't been around for me as much as my grandfather has been. And having him there, me talking to him, just having this, this very open, honest, raw conversation with somebody like him, this very adult conversation, I guess, because last time I seen him, I was really not an adult. I was like early twenties, teens even, you know? So it's like having this open, brutal like sometimes brutal just really honest conversation with my grandfather for just hours on end as we're driving and country music is playing in the background i know that the end goal of us getting the trailer was not what ended up happening but the entire trip and journey was worth it because i had so much like nuggets of information from him and just so many cool stories and so much awesome conversation and me just talking through with him about my relationship and what happened and he's been through a lot of relationship woes in his past too and we had we kind of like had some kind of uh you know mutual respect for each other by the end of this trip and i think that he saw me more as an adult than he had ever seen me as an adult and i seen him more as a man and learned more about him through this trip so it was worth the trip i start my job a little while later and uh I think that's time for a little bit more of a musical break. So let's go ahead and listen to some jams while you think about this conversation. We're going to keep it going. And it's almost the end of the podcast, actually. There's not too much to talk about left. So 
enjoy some jams, and we'll be back in a minute. start my job wells fargo banking i love it i think the job's great i do not hate it for a minute it's a tough job in different ways than my old jobs but i actually enjoy what i do for the first time in a long time i don't think the job is too taxing i think it's pretty fun like honestly it's very um mechanical i'm doing transactions all day but i'm meeting cool people and i'm having great conversations like all day long and my coworkers are really great. I lo- I love the people I work with. They're all really nice people, and we just I, j- I just think it's a great job. And when I went, first started, I wasn't too sure about it because they're like, "You got to do three weeks of training," and I was like, three freaking weeks! All I'm doing is transactions. What's the big deal?" And there was a lot of training. And the thing that surprised me the most about the training is I really enjoyed it, and they did such a good job. Excuse me, I just drank some water and I'm a little burpy and like a little gassy now. Oh, it feels great. I got a burp out. Anyway, I'll, I'll chill. I would say they, I, I don't know how much I could talk about the training, like the specifics for it. But I will say that the training was very in-depth, very well done. It was the best training I've ever had at a job. And I'm still continuing to be trained months down the line here. And I'm learning more every single day. And the thing about the environment when it comes to like their employees, and that's just not because I'm working there. I'm not trying to sell this company to you guys, but I do believe that their ethics and their thought process behind their like entire staff is pretty positive. Like I think that they care about their employees as much as a giant corporate you know company can but i do think they really do think out what they can do i just heard a sound and i was worried that something got disconnected to ruin the podcast what are you doing kitty she was on my computer and disconnected something anyway uh i think that they do a great job of building teamwork and building people up, focusing in on their strengths. Like I saying, I just took a strength test because it's part of the curriculum on their ever growing site of like great training courses. And of course it's a company that wants to make money, but I do think that they do such a great job of making you feel a part of a team and building you up and focusing in on your strengths. And of course, there is a lot of stress that is involved when it comes to you're literally holding somebody's livelihood in your hand when you have somebody's cash, you know. You are holding on to somebody's hard-earned dollar. 
And it's a big responsibility to do the right thing by the people that are a part of the bank that they come into where they trust you with their money. You really have to be focused on doing the best of that you can. So I think that the company knows that. So they try to build up their team to respect their clients and everything. And I think the job is great. I mean, like I said, I'm just, it's kind of mechanical. Sometimes you're doing some jobs, you're just doing transactions, deposits, withdrawals, you know, all that basic teller stuff for right now. I'm just a teller. I do have ambition. I'm going to try to move up in the company and try to see where I go. I mean, I think that I have some potential to uh, expand my horizons when it comes to this job, but all I'm saying is I enjoy it a lot. I think it's something different. It scratches a different itch in my brain than just make like basically just picking up boxes and putting them on the shelf here. I'm actually helping people out trying to better people's lives. Even if it's just something small, like, Hey, I'm getting a withdrawal for $200. So I do think this job is great. I love the hours too. I mean, I go in around eight 30, I leave around five 30. I have an hour lunch in the middle. I have enough time to go home or go to a restaurant, eat lunch if I want to. And I have Monday through Fridays, my weekends are open, and then I get holidays off, and then they gave me, I think, five days of vacation to start out, and that's just for the first time, and next year, I'm sure I'll get two weeks or more, and they give you paid sick time, they give you really good benefits, like, this job is really good, like, a good starting base for me to build off of, and... I've had instances where I've had cash shortages so far. I've dealt with anti anti mask masker one time <laughs> coming into the branch, like freaking out because she had to wear a mask. Oh my god, it's so crazy! It's only been two years or some shit that we've all had to wear masks. Come on, anyway. And then I've dealt with some people that were a little had a couple screws loose and I've dealt with some super friendly people that I see like almost every single day. So this job is interesting. There's a lot going on. I like my coworkers, like I said, and I'm enjoying the job. So I started this job. I'm just training. One day my grandpa calls me Bubba. He's always called me Bubba or bear, Joshy bear. One of the, one of the three of those Bubba. I'm like, what's up grandpa? He's like, I found you something. Come come over to my place when you're done with your with work. I'm like, okay. All right, I'll see you after work. So I drive over to his house, and in his parking lot sits a trailer. I'm like, oh, fuck. He got a trailer. He really did it. He found one for me. Oh, no, wait, wait. That's not the order. That's not the order this happened. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about something else. Oh, okay. My brain was like mixing two situations together because he did say that and I came over. He had a different trailer in his parking lot. This is a different story. Okay. Sorry. I was mixing two things up in my head. He says, Bubba, come over. I need to show you something. I need you to go over with me. We're going to go look at a trailer. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, he's actually going to do it. He's actually going to follow through with it. So I go over to this house after work and I get in his truck. I'm driving him and my grandmother, like maybe like four or five blocks down. We see a trailer. It's a Prowler 2001 trailer. I'm looking at the outside. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to live in this thing. I go into it. I'm like, wow, this is not bad. It's a studio apartment. It literally looks like an older school studio apartment. 
And I'm like, this isn't bad. He paid $2,000. That's it for this trailer. He's like, yeah, $2,000. I was like, $2,000? What? Okay. He buys it right on the spot. The next day, he tells me to come over. That's that's what I was mixing up. And he says, come over and check out the trailer and let's uh, see what we need to fix in it. So over the course of about three weeks, I'm still living with my mom in her trailer, sleeping on a very impossibly uncomfortable mattress. Oh my God, don't even get me started. It's a pullout couch and it was so uncomfortable. And we fix up this trailer and it was another bonding experience I had with my grandfather. We took out this beam, this thing call them a tip out. So that like on trailers, like newer models, there is something called a tip out where the side panel will, you know, expand out when you're traveling. So it was leaking. We took out this big rotted board, put in a brand new board, added side panels, added, uh, it's probably the most work I've done on anything maybe ever physically and basically changed out everything on the top of this tip out and it doesn't leak. Not a fucking drop. We did such a good job with it. So one day he's like, I'm going to go move it to the lot for you. So they move it to this lot where I'm literally sitting now inside of this trailer doing this podcast. So the thing about this trailer that's interesting to me is I'm kind of learning to love it. And it's weird because it's mine now. He signed the title over to me. I own this trailer. So he literally gave me some life. He gave me my own life again. And I think that my grandpa really saw what I was going through and really understood me. And I, I, like I said earlier in the podcast, like I do really think that he saw that part of me that was struggling and was hurting. And he had to, like a part of him had to help me. I think I, I know he would probably never admit that in a million years because he's super Southern tough guy, you know, but I know he, he really, he stuck out his, he stuck out his limb for me. And the thing is, my grandpa's getting older and uh, I'm glad I'm around him now, but he just does not have the energy that he used to have because he's had multiple heart surgeries and his leg is messed up and stuff like that. So he just really just went out on a limb to really make sure I had somewhere to live. In somewhere that wasn't under my mother's thumb, which I love my mom. I love being near her, but I think he knew that I needed my own independence. And I, I don't know how, if I'll ever be able to thank him enough for that. I have said thank you a million times because like I said, I was being shitty at first. Like, why would I want to live in a trailer? But really what he was trying to do was give me some kind of purpose or some kind of like, um, what's the word, some kind of compass, some kind of direction, you know, because I was literally just trying to figure out what's my next step. I still don't know what my next next step is, but he gave me that next step by giving me this trailer. And I will forever be thankful for him for doing that for me because I don't know what I'd be doing right now. I don't know if I would have found an apartment. I probably would have. I probably would have been barely making ends meet here. I can, uh, right now I'm still kind of tight. I had to use some loan deferments to keep my car 
and stuff like that. But at this moment, everything is just looking positive on the financial side. And even so, I could buy video games like I bought 3D Dog Game Heroes and Puppet, I think it was a Puppeteer, Puppeteer or whatever. I think it's called Puppeteer from PS3. I bought that for like some money. You know, I just bought them because I wanted to play them. I've been kind of picking away at them. They're fun. But, you know, I bought them because I had extra money. It was the first time I had extra money in so long that it felt weird to just be like, oh, I could buy a game. Why not? You know, and I bought Deathloop, which I'll talk about all these games later. This this episode is not about video games. It's not about movies. It's just about me kind of unspooling what's going going on in my life. So, yeah, I got this trailer and I start moving my stuff into it, and I realize okay, my TV is not going to fit in here. So I literally go to my grandpa. I was like, Grandpa, I cannot fit my TV in this trailer. What will we do? And he's like, Well, I can help you figure out an entertainment center. And I drew up a little diagram. We went to Home Depot together with my dog, and my dog went crazy and started barking at somebody. Well, that's a different story. Bought all the materials for it. I came back that same day. I built that entertainment center by myself, and that felt awesome. I literally could just, like, drill into the side of the wall, and it's mine. I Who cares? No one's going to tell me that I can't do this. You know, so I drilled this thing. I had this little tiny table. I put this giant freaking uh, plywood board down. I drilled that shit into that table. I added some stilts on the other side of the boards. Added a shelf that was just tall enough to where I can stand my PS5 on its side. I thought ahead on that one. And when I get a Series X, it'll fit in there too. And then I put my TV on top. Plugged all my systems in. And I just had a nice little entertainment center. Covered my couch put a little pad on my couch, hung some shelves up, put my figures up, started decorating the place, covered the windows with, with curtains and added a rug, bought a nice little coffee table. This place is my house. Like this is my life now. And I am so happy with it. And like I said, without my grandpa, just knowing something was wrong. Like I, I, I know for a fact, like, like I said, he would never admit this, but I know for a fact that in his head, he knew that I was hurting and that he needed help me. So, and I, I don't know what I'm going to do to, to repay him. I don't think I'll ever be able to repay him for anything he's done for me in my life. Like he gave me my first truck. He, like I said, he helped me learn about work ethic and he may be maybe the most important person in my life next to my mother, you know, like he, he just, he's a good guy and, uh, love him to death, (laughs) obviously. And so I, I've been just really enjoying just making this place my own and my cats are with me. I got my, my two cats, Storm and Seuss, and, uh, they haven't tore anything up. Thank God. They've been chill. Um, I have Zeus here laying next to me right now. He's staring at me because I said his name. And then I got my dog. And I've been just enjoying life. Like, I really just stopped doing, like, dating apps and stuff. But then, out of nowhere, just kind of naturally, I started talking to a girl. And I don't know where that's going to go. We'll see. I won't. I don't want to jinx it, <laughs> honestly. Um, but I'm I'm happy, guys. Like, like I'm here. I got a job. Um and life's looking pretty good so let's talk about some positive stuff let's talk about the future after one last musical break and after that we'll even talk about some weed because it's washington and it's illegal so i do want to talk about that a little bit 
So, talk to you guys after the short musical interlude. I'm happy. <laughs> um, I got to meet my uh, podcasting partner and friend, Steve, aka Blink, a few weeks ago. So I do want to talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about that first and then wrap it up with some uh, marijuana talk, like I said earlier. Oh, oh, I do want to talk about my dress code at work. Dude, I'm dressing like super spiffy now. <laughs> I'm dressing like button down shirts, slacks, dress shoes. What? Frantic in dress shoes? What? I never thought I would. Like, okay, so one day, right? After work. I'm on a diet too. We'll talk about that a little bit too. Anyway, I'm on a diet. So I have a Diet Coke can in my hand. Driving a nice, you know, my car's pretty nice. It's a Toyota. It's, it's or not Toyota. Uh yeah, Toyota Corolla. And it's a decent car. It's a nice car. And I'm driving my nice car. I have a black button-down shirt. My hair is all nice and shaved off. And it looks all spiffy. I got gel in my hair. It's looking good. I'm looking all sexy. I'm like ready to go. I'm ready to fuck. Not really. See, I'm looking all sexy. I'm like, I feel sexy. Maybe, I don't know, for the first time. So, I'm holding a Diet Coke. Driving down the highway. In this super nice outfit. You know, button down, slacks, dress shoes, holding a Diet Coke. And I'm like, what? who am I? You know what I mean? Like, I had this moment like, what? what is this? Like, I'm not wearing some tie-dye sublime shirt with, like, cut-off shorts or, like, you know, cargo shorts and, like, you know, sandals or whatever. Some random ass, like, thrown-together outfit. I'm wearing, like, this super nice button-down outfit with a tucked-in shirt, driving this nice car, holding a Diet Coke. And I'm like listening to i don't even know what song but i'm just like dude who am i like what's going on but anyway it's neither here nor there i kind of like dressing nice it kind of feels nice it feels it feels good you know it feels good on my body and the thing is i always wear shitty uniforms at all my old jobs like the last job they made me wear like these like really awful like almost wool feeling pants or shorts and then like this terrible button-down shirts that were striped and they looked awful. They were ugly and it felt awful to wear and I would sweat through them constantly. It was just terrible. So here, I just have to dress formal and I can wear whatever I want as long as it looks nice and it's formal so I can go buy myself a nice button-down shirt that looks really sexy on me. Like, you know, for the first time in my life, I actually feel 
attractive. I know that's weird to say, like I'm always been down on myself, but lately I've been like, dude, I'm kind of feeling myself and I, you know what? I'm just going to ride that feeling like, fuck it. Like I feel good. Like I look good. I look good dressed up. You know what? I'm, I want to, I'm just going to say it. I got my hair cut all nice. I need to get it like done again soon. It's already growing a little bit, but I look good. I, I'm, I'm not, I look nice, you know? So I'm, I'm feeling it and like, it's been great. <laughs> Oh, whatever. So as Trav would say, uh, whenever I saw Steve, right, we took a, me and Steve took a picture. So I'll, I'll go back to that. Steve came into town. He came to this like Seattle area area. And that's about maybe a two hour drive, hour and 45 minute drive, maybe hour and a half speeding. Like I do, um, drive. And I saw Steve and took a picture with him and Trav's like, you went from like 15 years old to like a 40 year old guy with like two kids or something like that. And I was like, maybe, Maybe. I don't know. I think something changed in me ever since the New Mexico sunset. Like, I, I do think, like, I said that as not even being hyperbolic. I do think that is literally the turning point of my 30s. And that's crazy to say. My 30s are just starting, but, like, it's a turning point in my life. And, like, I feel different. I'm more positive now. I have a job that I don't mind. Uh, I'm not drinking as much. Um, I am smoking some pot. Um, it's legal now. I can buy it easily with cash and just smoke when I want to just veg out and chill. You know how good marijuana and is for my anxiety. Like it really helps me out a lot. Um, I have said this and I, I have tried to like say it like without saying it because it's always illegal. And I haven't really been able to get it too much in Texas because I hate drug dealers because they're always like, I have never found a drug dealer that didn't have try to upsell me on something that's like higher tier or try to like undercut a cost for me. Or like, I, I just, I just do not like dealing with drug dealers cause it's so fucking shady. I just hated it. So I just basically cut myself off from smoking weed unless somebody gave me some or my buddy was, or my mom was, which that's a different story. My mom, my mom has a lot of chronic pain, so she smoked pot. Um, but anyway, I can get pot whenever I want to. And it's been nice to, if I have some anxiety and I want to just like kind of like zone out and just just chill and vibe out, I usually just smoke at night. I don't like do it to do anything else. It helps me get some sleep. It makes me sleep better. And it helps me like just, just chill and just kind of forget about my day or, you know, put my day in a different perspective. It does put me in a different state of mind that makes me feel just calm and kind of at bliss. Like it's a, it's a, it's a healing, uh, plant that you burn and smoke and makes you feel better. And like the fact that it's illegal and it's stigmatized really fucking sucks. Legal, marijuana should be illegal across America. I don't give a, I don't care who you are. Like if you want to smoke some weed, if you want to take an edible and it makes you feel better and it makes life that much better to live, fuck it, do it, enjoy yourself. And if it's an illegal area, just be careful and don't get caught. But like, honestly, just, do what you got to do. Um, I'm not saying go do some heroin. Like that's not good. It's probably going to destroy your life. But I do think that marijuana is a healing substance. I really do. I, I've always thought it was really good for mental clarity. And I know that a lot of people don't 
think that way and think it's addicting and can be destructive. I guess anything can be destructive, but to me, I've always thought of it as an additive thing that has made me feel Zen and has taken my anxiety away and made me a, a better person. Like I really do feel like I'm just, I'm like already a pretty calm person. Of course, there's that underlying stage of anxiety and fear and stress and anger that I have like anybody else has, but I do feel like I'm a pretty Zen person. Like I said, I'm pretty empathetic, but something about weed just kind of puts me at like this bliss point where I'm just kind of just like, I'm here. I'm like up here. I'm like, just chill and everything's good in the world. And I, I just feel good. Like it just makes me feel good. So, and of course I don't drive high. I don't drive drunk. I'm at home. You know, I don't do anything dangerous and don't worry about that. But yeah, I just think that weed's legal. Being legal is kind of the coolest thing. And the thing is in Washington, weed is cheaper than alcohol. Like that's fucking wild to me. Like I can go buy weed. $50 in weed is like a lot of weed and then $50 in alcohol can be a lot of alcohol here, depending on what you buy. But if you want to get the decent stuff, like the decent hard liquor or decent beer, it's not really that much because the liquor taxes are really high here. So it's like weed is kind of cheaper than alcohol. It's kind of weird to say, but it's true. And fuck it. I, I enjoy it. And I like drinking too. Like I, like I said, I'm an alcoholic, but the thing is, is, me plus me- my mental health being at the all-time low, low makes my my alcoholism go up and my habits get worse. And I recognize that in myself and I've learned to pull back and it's taking a lot of patience and a lot of um, just mental fortitude to be able to do that. And a lot, a lot of therapy, like a lot of talking to people I love and care about and my friends, my close and dear friends online and just the people in the polykill discord, like for real, like they, they've been like some of the best people I've ever met. I know we're just like some people randomly strung about the internet, but like they have really helped me a lot. Um, especially Trav, Trav, Trav is from molecule he's 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 like a good soul i think he's a great guy i i really truly think he's an awesome guy and he's how he he was a really good ear for me in some of my hardest times and i don't know if he'll listen to this or if this ever get to him but i really do think he helped me out a lot um him and steve you know were he helped me out a lot too and just the Polykill Discord in general would listen to me and be good friends and encourage me. And um, they're great people. So true friends, really. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. But for real, I, I, I love those people. They're they're all great. Um, and sometimes things can get petty online. And it's kind of weird to see that happen because, like, honestly all of my friends online have become some of my closest friends, even if I've never met them in person. So it was so nice to meet Steve. He's a great guy. He has, I was joking. He has a deeper voice in person. And to me, I just feel like this awkward ball of a person all the time. And to him, he just saw a normal dude that was calm and chill. And to me, I'm like, I'm so awkward right now. I don't know what to do with my hands. And 
that's how I'm always going to be. I already know that, but like, I, I love my friends. They're all, they're all excellent people. Like, dude, I was going to Washington, right? And one morning I woke up and I just started getting like Travis. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Travis is such a good guy. I'm not just saying this is like smoke, blow smoke up his ass. He really is. He, he messaged me, said, Hey, what's your PayPal? And I'm like, okay, you have my PayPal, I think. And then he's like, no, no, make a PayPal.me. So it's easier for me to send money to you. I'm like, okay, cool. So I make a PayPal.me. And then for him, I put a cheesy, like crazy old school picture with my hair, like all crazy me looking all thin. Like I'm 14. I look 14 years old. I'm probably like 22 or something, but it's a cheesy old picture of me. I put that as my profile picture. I'm like, here you go. Send it to him thinking he's just gonna, you know, like poly kill stuff. You know, I, I help in the community. So occasionally, you know, the Patreon helps out with everybody. That's part of that whole thing. And then he's just like, all right, thanks. And then the donations start rolling in. So this is like before I'm leaving and uh, like it's crazy. It's like literally two days before I like take off and every single person that I've, that I've made connections with online and that discord specifically just start just sending me donations. I get $5 here, $50 here, $20 here. Like it's like this over, it was like an overwhelming wave of love like coming to me. I know that is money and literally every single cent that came from that went towards the trip. And it was just like, so everybody's saying something nice to me. Everybody's just helping me out. And it was like, like I said, it was probably the lowest part of a point I've ever been in my life. Like I didn't know what to do with myself and like this love. Just, I just felt love, you know, just emanating, you know, and all these people just like came out and they were, they were just so fucking positive. And I was just like, man, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to repay everybody. I know it's, it's such a little thing to some people, but to me it was literally life changing and getting those donations. And, uh, I didn't ask for it and I didn't know if I was even going to talk about it. It just kind of came up on this episode. Cause like I didn't need to tell them that they did something awesome cause they did. And it really helped me. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to blow smoke up asses or whatever. These people really changed my life. They really helped me out. And like, like I said, rocket sauce, he's been one of my, you know, confidants. Like I've been able to talk to him about my life. I've been able to talk to him about, you know, being 30 something and dating or, you know, whatever is going on with PlayStation or Nintendo, of course, because, you know, we're geeks, but we always talk about video games, but like, I feel like I could talk to that dude about anything too. And like these, these connections I made online through like the cartridge club, through Twitter, through podcasting and just being myself and people just latching on to the fact that I'm just myself and people just coming. Like, I feel like it's almost like a gravitational pull. I'm pulled towards them. They are pulled towards me and we're just talking and loving each other. Like, I know it sounds kind of mushy and cheesy or whatever, but I feel like that something about these years, this this past like four to five years I've been online has been something super special to me. And I, I, I just think that it's kind of branched off and it's just kind of just like filled me with warmth and joy. And just every single day I log on and see somebody talking about something. I love jumping in the conversations, seeing the jokes and just having a good time and just chatting with my friends. And they are legitimate true friends. I feel like, like, 
they they have my back, which is weird. Like I said, I have only met a couple of them. Actually, I might have only met two of them. Steve and his girlfriend, Leah. Like, I don't think I've met any of the other people in person, but I feel like I know the people. At least their online persona of them. But you know what I mean. I've met a lot of people online that I really, truly care about, and I know they care about me too. It's really awesome, and it's been cool. So I did meet up with Steve. I drove up to Seattle-Bellevue area. We hung out for a day. We went uh, to the game store. We went to Game Over Video Games, which they actually have one in in Texas too. It was a very similar store in Washington, but I just kind of... I'm not much of a game collector anymore, so I was kind of just enjoying absorbing Steve's energy as he's like going through a game over, just like pouring through it, trying to find specific games and manuals and stuff. He like picked up a random jungle book on Game Boy Advance, I think, or something like that. And then we went to Half Price Books. I think we went to Half Price first and then there. And then we went to Putt Putt, which me i'm trying to joke i'm trying to be myself i made some really terrible biff tannin joke that just fell flat and i'm trying to like you know talk to them and try to trying to be myself but i'm just so awkward i feel awkward i'm sure like to him it's just like a normal day but to me i felt super awkward but i had a good time like i had a great time they're great it was it was fun like we're just playing putt putt i'm awful at it (laughs) they're decent uh Steve and Leo were both like not bad. Like they're doing pretty damn good. I occasionally had a fun shot that did all right, but I'm terrible at it. Cause it was something I never really done before. Not too often, maybe like two or three times in the past. And then we went to, so we're trying to find something to eat. Right. So this might, and it might be the highlight of the whole day, but Steve's like, well, this place makes something called hot pot. And I'm like, hot pie, what's that? I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm literally riding with in the back of their rental car. It's like an SUV, like a hybrid SUV. And they're just talking back and forth, trying to figure out where to eat. And I'm like, oh, what about this Indonesian place? Oh, what about this? And I'm just like kind of listening some stuff off and they're trying to figure it out. And he's like, this place looks really good. Let's just go get a, let's go there. I'm like, all right, I'm down. So we drive over there. Uh, it's kind of downtown Bellevue, almost near uh, the Microsoft campus. And there's, there's this place that makes hot pot. So we, we all don't really know what hot pot is. Uh, I guess we're uncultured or we just don't know what it is. You know, like I never heard of hot pot before this and we go in there, we make a reservation. Oh, it's gonna be about 45 minutes to an hour. So we like, okay, well let's kill some time. We start walking. We walk to a Goodwill that literally had no video games in it. We like walk the entire Goodwill. There's like no video games in the whole damn place except for like a sieves, Civ Rev or something, Civilization Revolution from PS3 or some shit. That was like the only game we could find in the entire freaking Goodwill. And they had no other games. And me and Steve were like looking at each other like, what the hell? Like, how did it not have more games? <clears throat> anyway, so we walk back to the hot pot place. We're kind of just hanging out in front of the shop nearby. Like, it's like a Chinese place or something. Just talking about random stuff. Kind of gets a little silent. We're kind of just just waiting you know like for the place to be ready for us to come in we're just all starving all three of us we haven't ate all day we go in and we sit down and there's three pots and we pick out our broth and the whole point of this restaurant is you get veggies off of this like salad bar looking thing and like salad veggies and noodles and 
seafood and meat and seasonings and all sorts of stuff and you put it inside of a pot that's boiling there on the on your table there's literally built in like pots there and they bring wagyu beef or there's other meat choices but we got wagyu beef all you can eat meat which had meat refills so when they said that we're just like what meat refills what the hell they have broth refills oh my mouth is watering just thinking about this place like it was one of the best meals I've had in years. Like I, it will be one of those meals that I remember like the first time <laughs> I'll talk about it in a minute. There's a place here in town called Sergio's. Oh my God. It's so good. Anyway, <clears throat> eating a hot pot with two people that are just like the chillest people ever. Like literally like I'm so, okay. I, I don't know if this sounds kind of, I don't know how this is going to sound, but when Steve and Leah are together in a room, like they are like made for each other. Like, like they're, they're like so in love. They're like so perfect for each other. Like they like, I don't know. I, I just, it was just cool to see like a couple of that, like in sync. You know what I mean? You don't see that too often. I think my mom and my stepdad actually have that too, but it was just so cool to see them just like, like vibe off each other all day. I just thought that was awesome. They're they're like the coolest, most genuine people I've met in person in a long time. But anyway, we're eating eating dinner with them, just kind of hanging out, just enjoying this amazing feast. And I'm making a I'm a slob, dude. Like when I eat, I make a mess. I'm like a like there's soup everywhere. There's like crumbles and like meat everywhere. <laughs> I'm just making a mess of myself. I literally had this flannel shirt on like all day, and I just got so much like soot and like sauce on it and shit i had to take off the freaking flannel shirt (laughs) in front of them i was so embarrassed but they didn't care and like the meal was a little expensive i'm gonna say it was pricey but it was delicious like it was so memorable great company like two of the coolest people i've ever met and like i just had such a good time it was so worth the drive i know steve will be like man you drove so far away but i i just had such a good time like like hanging out with them like I, I want to do more of that. And I feel like in the past I've wanted to do that. Like we had CC, uh, what was it? Cartridge club convention, you know, C3. That was like what? 2019, 2018. I was supposed to go. I was supposed to be on like two different podcasts. I was supposed to hang out with everybody. And then I had to pay bills and, uh, my ex would just save money and not give a fuck that I didn't get to go. Like, I don't think she cared at all. And uh, she basically shot that whole thing down. I couldn't take days off of work. I couldn't stop working. And I couldn't go hang out with my friends. And, like, I don't know if I would have been able to go hang out with Steve and Leah if it, if I was with Max. Like, I have my own, like, life. I have my own everything again. I feel like I'm actually free to do what I want to do. And, I don't know, maybe... I could have, but I just felt like I couldn't back in the day or back a year ago, two years ago. So it was just a really cool day. Great to meet somebody that you just kind of like, I've talked with, with Steve probably for, I don't know, 50 hours online or more, like actually talked back and forth and did a podcast with him that just kind of just happened. And it's been a good time. And 
I've, I, I thought that was awesome. So I want to do more of that. Hopefully I can do some more conventions and we can talk about conventions in the future. I can meet some more people that I've just been talking to online. Like I said, they, these people mean a lot to me and they've changed my life in positive ways. And I really do appreciate that. Like, like quick safe club with, you know, buried on Mars and retro gamer ranting. I just love doing that show. The show kind of ended up being too much work for everybody. So that show kind of went to the wayside, but we're actually going to bring it back and do an episode here for the cartridge club. So that's going to be awesome. You know, like I've made so many cool connections like rusty Lewis. Like I love talking fast and the furious with him and we're going to do back to the future soon. You know, I just, it's just been such a good time online. And so for me right now, where I'm at physically and mentally, like I'm at the most positive I've been in a long time. I'm at a job that I don't mind doing. Like it's a decent job, gets the bills paid. I get paid pretty well, has great hours. I feel great. Uh, I've been on a diet. I've been cutting out junk food for the most part. I've been counting calories, which means I can have occasional junk food, but I can't have like a giant bag of chips like I used to. I can just have like, you know, 17 chips or something you know what I mean I've been kind of counting stuff but I've actually been enjoying that diet it's been working for me I've lost almost 20 pounds in the last few months like I think it's been almost two months now um I'm feeling better I'm more positive my my mental health is literally at an all-time high right now like I wake up in the morning and I'm ready for the day I'm not feeling down I'm positive I'm just feeling the best version of myself that I've ever felt. And like I said, ever since that New Mexico sunset, I don't think that anything has been the same. And for the better, for the most part, for the worst occasionally, but right now I'm feeling the most positive and happy that I felt. Like I literally feel happy. I was driving the other day, just thinking about my life and I had the most happy and warm sensation I ever had in my body. Like I literally just felt so happy and at peace and I've smiled more than I've smiled in years. I am just generally just feeling myself. I feel like the world is my oyster, I guess to be cliche, but honestly I just feel like anything can happen and I'm just excited for whatever the future holds. I'm just kind of going with the flow right now. And then perhaps in the future, things will wind out, you know, wind up being even more positive than they have been so far. And I had the lowest lows ever in 2021, but I've had the highest highs in 2021 so far. And I'm just really excited about the future. And I thanks. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. Um, I know this was a super indulgent episode where I was super real, super raw, just just laying it all out on the table. I won't always be like this, but this is me. This is me being genuine, real, honest with you guys. And if this episode helped in any way, because I really do think that sharing stories about your life, telling people how you feel about things can help them relate to how you are feeling you know, and that really does help people in their day to day. And hopefully this episode cheered you up, made you think, and, uh, you know, just gave you some comfort in your day to day, because that's all I ever use podcasts for. Podcasts are kind of healing to me. 
I love them because they bring different stories. They bring different perspectives. So hopefully you enjoyed my perspective and you enjoyed my story about how a kid that was in probably the worst state he's ever been in pulled himself out. I really do feel like I am at the beginning of a new stage of my life and I can't wait to see where it goes. So next episode, we'll talk video games. We'll talk entertainment. I'll sprinkle in my life, of course, because that's part of the show. But for now, thank you for listening to Friend It Goes West, where I take myself literally at the lowest point of my life and somehow end up here where I feel positive and I feel like the future is just waiting for me to discover it. And as always, thank you guys for listening to the Frantic Thoughts. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Frantic Society. I'm also doing a food podcast or a food. It's not a podcast. I do enough of those. <laughs> it's a food video series called Frantic Foods. It's my pinned tweet. I'll probably leave it there for a while. But if you look up Frantic Foods, a one chip challenge, you'll find the channel. If you look up Frantic Foods, you might find it all one word. But it's just me getting into like random snack foods because I'm I'm always fascinated by what the snack industry is like coming up with. So that's what that whole channel is all about. Me trying weird snacks and uh, giving them ratings and then... Eventually, I'll get down to the point where I make some recipes and talk about some. I do want to do some uh, healthy snacks and foods on there because I've been discovering that as I go. And there are a lot of really good healthy snacks and foods out there. Surprisingly, there's it's not all expensive garbage. You can actually eat healthy and not spend a ton of money if you're smart about it. So I'm sure I'll have some videos about that along the ways. And... Um, Thanks for listening. I want to go do some push-ups, eat some dinner, uh, take a shower, and just kind of chill out for the rest of the night and play some Deathloop, which I, I'm absolutely obsessed with Deathloop right now. It's such a good video game, guys. So check that out. If you're into, like, Metal Gear Solid, like, super cool stealth game, and if you're into, like, Dishonored, so it's, like, Dishonored plus Metal Gear Solid plus Outer Wilds a little bit because you're, like, doing it a loop time loop that has like secrets and mystery. Anyway, we'll get into that on the next episode, but let's just know guys that I'm in such a good mood and I'm feeling more like frantic, AKA Josh than I've ever felt. So there will be more frantic thoughts. At least when I feel like making them, this show is not on a schedule. It's never going to be on a schedule ever again. Sorry if you guys expect that, but it's just going to be like every couple weeks, every month, every two months. Just when I feel like making an episode, there will be a new one for you guys. So hope you enjoyed listening to me and hope you enjoyed catching up. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Frantic Thoughts. I love you. See you later. It's snowing right now. I wish it was summer. But when the summer rolls around, I wish I was freezing. They don't call me Mr. Greenside for no reason When they do I pause and cough it out I cough it out, I cough it out, I cough it out I cough it out
branches on the tree So we carved our initials and seemed to bend and take the shape of them and all Seem to 